Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce system. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well-paid, successful career in the tech sector. On the show, we share top tips, insight and inspirational stories from women who've carved out a flexible, well-paid career in the sector. I'm also talking to employers who champion diversity and gender equality. In today's session, we're talking about how to have a gender balance in the workplace and how that can boost productivity and performance for a company. And whilst we look at this, we'll also look at some of the ways you can approach this within a tech business. I'm delighted to be joined by Anna Bancroft, Managing Director of Accenture Salesforce UK practice. Accenture has a target to achieve a 50-50 gender equality by 2025 across the company globally. Today, we delve into why this is important and how they're looking to achieve this and the outcomes they're seeing as a result. Anna, welcome to the show. Brilliant. Thanks, Heather, and thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You join me and to share the mission of your company and what its um, passion is to support diversity and inclusion. It was something I was really excited to hear about when we came and met you when we were talking about Supermoms and you got involved in sponsoring the programme. And it was just really inspiring to see how, you know, a big corporate company um, is really committed to supporting mums and dads in the workplace. And when we met you, we even had a parent come in with their kid, which is fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, you said, oh, this is it in practice. So it was really lovely um, to see that. And I think the big issue with, um, you know, the tech industry, and it's very much in the publications and research, is that, you know, women are underrepresented in the tech sector. And so how are we, you know, how are we going to tackle that? What can we do? Um, and so it's really fantastic to see that there's such an ambitious target around that within Accenture across all the company globally as well. Um, so it'd be lovely to know a little bit more about it. Like, you know, what was the motivation behind this mission um, and why is it really important for Accenture to achieve this? Sure. And I think um, it's part of our wider diversity and inclusion agenda, because actually we recognise that our teams are better when they're diverse and when everybody really feels that they are included and can Uh, I guess in the word at the moment, bring your whole self to work. So um, gender is one aspect of that, but it's not the only aspect of it. Um, Accenture recently did some research um, into the topic of gender equality, actually, uh, published under the nice name of When She Rises, We All Rise. And what the research highlighted was that actually when women are more successful in companies, actually everybody benefits. So everybody benefits from, you know, the diversity, the innovation and actually the different sort of changes in culture that having a more gender balanced workforce bring. And, and I think we've seen some of that in the practice here as well as to what as we've driven our own gender balance. Yeah. Actually, what that has brought to our teams, it's meant I think it's meant they're a little more collaborative. They're really collegiate. We support one another very well as we get through all the curveballs that life throws at us. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about it. So the fact that you're doing research as well that supports that. And I love the title, by the way, like, you know, she rises, you all rise. You know, it's fantastic. And I think that's the evidence that you need, isn't it, to look at actually we're doing this. You know, if you're going to plough time and investment into it as a company you've got to back it up have yeah, you so it's got to be a business case you really do and everyone was you know it's always been this thing of well what's the business case for diversity but actually our research shows that there really is a business case and it's about everybody feeling that you know that this is an environment where everyone can succeed and actually I've always felt that in Accenture and I've been here 21 years you know it's not that 
I've ever felt that this has been a big change. But actually, the emphasis that it's got from our leadership in probably the last five years mm. is great for just solidifying it. And really, you know, whilst I think the culture has always been there, it's really got us everyone focused on the fact that this is a target that we need to get to because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's, it's highlighting um you know, where are we now? And actually setting the benchmark to actually the target. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how have you progressed towards that target now? And, and how have you seen improved balance in what you do? Yeah, so um, I think, and we do track this. So we track this mm. across the firm globally. We track it in our leaders. I think 30% of our leaders and our women. Um, and if you look at our technology practice, actually 37% of our technology practice are women. Um, that's pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's obviously a little bit of a way to go for us. Actually, here in the Salesforce practice in the UK, I looked at the numbers this morning. So we're 45% women, 55% men. Interesting. So, you know, we're over-indexing from, from technology, but actually there are a couple of levels where we really had to take some of our more senior levels, where when I came in a couple of years ago, we just didn't have the diversity at that level. We didn't, we had, we didn't have any female senior managers. And actually now we have five or six. So we're really, you know, we're, we're moving the dial. And, it, and it's good, you know, it's a good thing to do, I think. It's the right thing to do. And it has brought, as I've touched on, it's brought some changes to, I think, how the whole practice feels. Feels very collegiate. Everybody really works well together. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone benefits from that. Yeah, and it's good because you've been, like you said, you've been here 20 years, you've yeah. seen that physically change and, you know, tactically change in terms of how the teams operate. So that's really interesting. Um, so. One of the things about, you know, great to have this target, but one of the other sort of topics people have said is like, well, it's hard to recruit women, you know, yeah, so, yeah. or, you know, during the recruitment process, mm-hmm. you know, how do you ensure there is equal opportunity and people aren't discriminated against, you know, if they're a parent, you know, or yeah. whatever it is. So um, tell us, you know, has it been a bit of a challenge recruiting more women to achieve that target or how do you go about that? Yeah, it's so I think um, we take intake in two different ways. So graduate intake is the bulk of the people that join, etc. And like me, many years ago, I came in in the graduate intake and they've always historically been fairly 50-50. My, my graduate intake was 50-50. Right. Um, so I think that's always historically been a good balance. But what we've seen is a problem in retaining people as they go through. Yeah. Um, and also in their hiring experience hires, which is where we hire people in after graduate level. Um, a lot of focus around how we make sure that we are getting the right pipeline of talent into that recruiting position. So not just about um, really our recruiters working hard to make sure they are trying to find a diverse selection of candidates and working either with agencies or just going out and really trying to source. We also run returners to work programs. So obviously we've got great alliance with with supermums. We also run our own return to work program, um, which interestingly, initially we thought would be focused solely on mums, but actually we've had men, almost as many men come through the return to work programme, which is for people who've been out of the tech sector for two or more years. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was inter- when we also were chatting about potentially leave being, you know, available for both men and women as well. And yeah. So obviously return to work, if you're the whole 
one of the key things around return to work is if you've been out for a while and you've just been talking baby language (laughs) and you've lost your confidence in workplaces so return to work becomes more actually applicable to it absolutely carers, does. right or you know and, and as we out. see um you're right so we see shared parental leave for us is a, a big thing in extension that actually we offer the same shared parental leave whether you are a man or a woman you qualify for the same amount of leave yeah. and we see more and more dads taking up shared parental leave taking time out extended time out so it's 12 weeks or more so it's not you know just a quick holiday yeah. you know it's it's proper time out to look after their children we see more men working part-time and you're right therefore the return to work schemes are equally applicable for for folk who are coming back in after after breaks like that yeah um yeah we so we we focus hard on driving the gender diversity in the recruitment pipeline and I think today the stat is that 47 percent of our new hires are are female so you know we're making good progress on it yeah no that's fantastic so picking up on one of the points you mentioned around you know you lose women more at like the later levels because that's part of you know obviously they have kids and then it's like they're worried about coming back to work and it'd be too demanding things which is one of the reasons why you're seeing more companies invest and and support women and mums you know later on with different initiatives and things so how does Accenture encourage and support women during their employment to kind of hopefully maintain with you know yeah. the retention rate because you came back so um so I can talk a little bit about my experience yeah. um and and what was important to me I mean I think it goes without saying I hope you know that we have we've got really good policies in place so you know and support for people who go off so we've got great chair parental leave coming back you know we run returners workshops so so the, the policy framework exists but actually what makes people stay isn't the policy framework it's how they're treated I think and and, and the opportunities that they're given so um that's definitely what's been really important to me and I never I never felt that um, at any stage that there wasn't something that I, an opportunity that I couldn't get or, you know, an, a, a situation that it never occurred to me that I wouldn't be able to do something because I was a woman or laterly a mother. So I think in my role, my mentors have been really, really important in helping craft that. So I think back to coming back from my first child and it's never been sort of sidelined and assumed that you wouldn't want to do you know the job that you were doing before or a bigger role or move towards the next promotion and actually when I came back after my first child they made a role for me so they moved someone out of his role and and he went on to bigger and better things but they moved him out of his role because they said this would be perfect for Anna because it's a big e-commerce delivery it's central London you know it's got a great team this will give her the springboard that she needs to keep moving forward. Great. And I That's think fantastic, it's fa- it? It, is, yeah. it is, when I look back at it now, I'm so grateful because yeah. actually I did. And then I went off and I had my second child. And actually, when I came back from having my second child, I was promoted to managing director. Amazing. So it's never been... Like <laughs> I'd like a, to give you that challenge. Yeah, <laughs> she can handle it. <laughs> it's never been a, uh, okay, well, we, we need to find you a sideline job, you know. And I think Amazing. that that's... A key to retention is to keep giving people the opportunities. Um, yeah. So I've been, I've always felt really supportive. I've worked part time for the last five, ten years, twelve years since I've been back from, from having Henry. So I work four days a week. I 
love it. I mean, obviously, when they were little, it was great to reconnect with the baby. But now it's just time for me <laughs> to so have your spa to, day. Well, yeah. to you know, catch up on mm. on my life and all the things because the weekends are so busy with the kids. Actually, that time's really important for me. Yeah. And I I think I would struggle to work five days a week. <laughs> yeah. And that's I mean, it's fantastic because I mean, you're obviously in the role you're in, you're delivering, right? You've got a team you can trust and rely on, and you're allowed that flexibility. Like yeah. obviously, if you weren't performing it'd be probably a different slight situation yeah. and I think it's reflective of the conversation we've had is that if, you, if you're delivering then you can have you know that flexibility is part and parcel of what you need to be a happy person right I think so and I think you know that as long as you've got the right team underneath you and the right configuration mm. of support in extension we have this terrible word leverage but you know you've got to have the right team underneath you to be able to give you the opportunity to do all the things that Accenture gives you you know opportunities yeah. and actually it's it's really it's really important um and part of what's made me successful is the teams that I've had to work with you know very definitely yeah. I'm very lucky and when we were talking, um, you were saying, um, you know, even though you're, you've built this team beneath you, but you're hiring other mums that are working yes. flexibly for you or other parents as well. Like, yeah, again, yeah. It's, it's more broadly. So how do you support that in your team? How do you kind of replicate the kind of opportunities that you've had with them? Yeah, so I, I it's a really good question. So and actually, we have many working parents and part time workers in in my current project team um I think it's about um making sure that I don't want to repeat myself but making sure they've got the right team underneath them so so that they don't feel swamped so if someone is working four days a week they need to have the right structures beneath them and so making sure that that's in place um getting all the governance and everything set up so that it facilitates the part-time working is important and actually I guess we're quite lucky because at the senior level it's quite easy to influence that kind of thing but just having the project's rhythms so that they work with the day off that I choose or my program manager chooses for example actually we both don't work on Wednesdays okay yeah <laughs> Wednesdays is a good day that's the day I have off as well yeah I think it breaks at the week it does two break days up the week. Days. Two days, two days. <laughs> I call it my midweek weekend yeah exactly um recharge it's, it's great but I feel that from a project rhythm it means that I have, we have all our status meetings at the beginning of the week. You know, we kick things off and then actually we can come back Thursday, Friday to review what the teams have been doing on the on the Wednesday while we've been out. And actually that rhythm works really well for us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, our, our working mums are really successful in the practice and, and are doing really well. So exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what you want to hear. Like, yeah. They're not drowning, like you say, they're dribbling everything. So one of the other points you mentioned um, as we were talking around was around having a mentor yeah um so you know how did how did that come about was that something that's a formal program here or is it something that you just asked me to be a mentor and in which way did that support you coming back into work and feeling confident to progress because I think the other you know the other fear of women of like oh, I don't want a leadership role I don't want that responsibility being yeah. brought right into two kind of quite roles that are quite you know got a lot of responsibility on them whilst also yeah, their kids yeah. so how's that you know how, how did the mentor come about and how did that support you um so within etc everyone has a mentor so we have career counsellors and career counsellees and that's okay. a sort of a formal program and your career counsellor actually is part of your performance management through the year so it's someone who isn't your direct line manager who's got an interest in you but actually 
um, Claire, who was my mentor at the time, she was my formal mentor, but she was a lot more than that. So she knew me, I'd worked for her, and we, you know, we had an involvement in one another's lives, which meant that she understood what what would work for me. And I think it's that personal connection, which is really important. Yeah. I always advise people, with people on my team here, so you, you've got to, it's got to click with your mentor because actually they've got to be personally invested in you yeah. to really give you the right and the sound advice that you need. And I think also having a mentor who can think a bit more strategically about rather than just saying, oh, well, Anna's coming back. What roles have we got available? Okay, well, that one's in Swindon or wherever, you know, off she goes, which probably wouldn't have worked. She was, mm, okay, well, I could move this person here and then that would mean this role was free for Anna and that probably would work better. So I think it's about having people who can help you think more or can help create the opportunities for you. That makes sense. Yeah, it's that standing back, isn't it? And having time to just think it through um, yeah. rather than delving into the everyday. Exactly. Um, how often would you meet with your mentor then? Was that like a weekly thing or a monthly thing? Like, you know, what to... So we, uh, so probably about monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, it varies. So it varies over time. It varies through the different stages of my life, actually. Um, and as time's gone on, my, my formal mentors in the firm have changed but actually the people that I go to for informal advice is probably that network has broadened yeah. and I definitely go out to my network of kind of colleagues for advice definitely monthly yeah no that's really good and I yeah just that's compliment of you know my background is very much around the career coaching and you know yeah. investing in that and it's not for me I just think a career coach should be mainstream like everybody should have a career coach so I love yeah. the fact that you've got a career counsellor here because I think we all need somebody to talk to about our career but somebody that's not impartial but as you say has that yeah. understanding isn't trying to guide you isn't swayed isn't your partner yeah. or your friend necessarily who you know got put in the alternative interests so I always think you know a career coaching sort of relationship with somebody everybody should have that and I think it's you know, how do you find that you know and you can either pay for one or you find it within your workplace and everything like that so moving on to the sort of the next question around that this leadership role that you're in yeah you know that's where the biggest issue is right women at the senior levels dropping out but if we're going to solve this problem it's so important to have more women in leadership positions because they will help influence that change and actually encourage exactly you're doing with your team supporting the, the the agenda of flexibility and gender equality all the way through so as a leader in a business what tips would you give to other working mums to kind of you know be able to feel comfortable to still go back to a professional role that's still relatively well paid that you know allows fulfills their career ambitions yeah yeah but still hold it all together like what would be your top tips so I think um my advice my advice to working mums is always um make sure that the other the, the processes that you've got in place for actually the day-to-day administration of life actually just work really well so that when you have curveballs thrown at you you're not pushed over the edge sometimes if I you know when when people are coming back to work and they tell me about their arrangements and it just sounds deeply stressful some of the day-to-day of getting the child to a nursery by a really uh, you know early hour or picking up in a very short time window from coming from a long travel distance my advice is please try and make those 
those arrangements as easy as possible because then you've got so much more headspace to cope with all the other stuff. That would be the, the one thing which I think is really important. Yeah. Um, getting your t- the team right, the team, team at home, team at work, <laughs> the whole they, team, the whole team. <laughs> having having support and feeling supported is so it's crucial from a from a confidence perspective. And if you know that you know my team at home, my husband and my, and my nanny, you know they're they're so vital to actually helping me feel secure enough to be able to go off you know and focus on work for the day four days that I choose it's another Christmas party I was thinking I need a Christmas party for the cleaner and the housekeeper (laughs) and the nannies because I'm just like they are so important to my success it's really (laughs) true and all of you know all my success and everyone at work as well you Mm. know I'm so lucky to have led great teams and actually it makes it fun and it's it's part of you know it's part of progressing if I didn't have such great teams working with me and for me then I wouldn't be able to do it either absolutely so thank you Anna so that's been brilliant so thank you for joining the show thank you very much for inviting me it's been really fun (laughs) (laughs) it's fascinating to hear that everything that you're doing and I think it's just really impressive you know because I talk to a lot of companies and you know, not every company is doing this, right? And I think it's so important that there's that commitment to it, um, that you're ambitious towards it, there's targets, but also it's not just um, lip service, you know, it's supported throughout. And, um, you know, there's not many Salesforce uh, leaders in the Salesforce ecosystem that are women. You know, again, we want more of those. I think, you know, yeah. telling your story, sharing how well, you do it, if we can get more leaders in the tech sector. Hopefully inspire other people <laughs> to think that they can do it too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully listening, um, if you've been listening today, hopefully it's given you some great ideas about why gender equality and balance is important, um, you know, and how you can also deploy it in the workplace. And if you're, you know, a woman or a man with leadership um if you're you know if you've got leadership ambitions um and you've got kids and you think about how to juggle it all like it is possible take on board Anna's top tips if she can do it you can do it <laughs> take the Wednesdays off that's obviously important the mid-week break. <laughs> um and just yeah have a think about it. you can balance everything but thank you um again so bye for now everyone do tune into the next show and we'll give you some more top tips soon speak to you then super thanks everyone bye, bye.